Or the book of Mark, chapter number 14. Mark, chapter 14. Thank you for allowing us to come. I told Brother Thacker, I said, the hardest thing about going to a new place, they looking you over and you're looking them over. Amen. <laughs> and uh, you'd think after years of preaching, you'd get over that, but you don't ever get over that. Eh? And uh, I preached one time to Brother Bob Darty, and first night he didn't preach nothing. And he come back the next night, man, he just laid her down. And I said, you didn't preach nothing last night. He said, they didn't know me, and I didn't know them. It's get acquainted time, amen. <laughs> and so that's the way it is. But I appreciate getting to be here. I don't really know you pastor all that much. We've just met more on the phone, I think, than we have uh, in met. But I appreciate him. I told my wife last night, she said, what kind of feller's the preacher? I said, I like him. He likes to eat, Amen. <laughs> And so uh, we had a good time eating last night, amen, and, uh, but I appreciate being here. And I had a, a little thought I wanted to preach on, but uh, I told Brother Thacker this morning, I said, you know, you, you have a meeting like this, you come, you think, well, I'll preach this, and the whole time you're thinking, and then the night before it just goes away. And uh, he said, that's what happened to him. <laughs> and so I want to preach what the Lord put on my heart. I never tried to try to pull a message out or pick a message. I just try to figure out what the Lord wants and, and preach. And I'm just an old-time preacher. been preaching 57 years and plan on preaching until Jesus comes. Amen. And, uh, but I appreciate getting to come. And I appreciate Brother Richard. Brother Clowder's coming down, and I appreciate him. He's the one that kind of got me involved with him, and so I appreciate that. Well, that's all I say. I was trying to get my nerves settled down there a minute, all right? <laughs> And I preached over in South Carolina one time, first time I ever preached there, and, and they started at 7.30. At 10 minutes till 9, they they sung till 10 to 9 and gave it to me. So I preached about an hour, and the song leader come up after church. He said, how long do you normally preach? I said, twice as long as you sing. <laughs> the next night they sung two songs, let me have it, amen. So uh, that's the way it is. I'm on I'm going to try to preach as long as y'all fellowship, amen? So uh, that'll be fine, all righty. Okay, Matthew cha- or Mark chapter 14, excuse me, Mark chapter 14, and uh, verses number 1, the Bible said, And after two days was the feast of the Passover of unleavened bread, and the chief priests and the scribes sought how that might, they might take him by craft and put him to death, but they said not on the feast day, lest there be an uproar of the people. Being in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, as he sat in meat, there came a woman having an alabaster box, a form of a spike, and they're very precious. She broke the box and poured it on his head. And there was some that had indignation with themselves and said, Why was this waste of this ointment made? For it might have been sold for more than 300 pence and have been given to the poor, They murmured against her. And Jesus said, let her alone. Why trouble you her? She hath wrought a good work on me. For you have the poor with you always, and whensoever you will, you may do them good. But me you have not always. She hath done what she could. She has come aforehand to anoint the body, to anoint my body to the burying. Verily I say unto you, wheresoever the gospel shall be preached throughout the whole world, this also that she hath done shall be spoken of her for a memorial of her. We've all heard these verses of Scripture, probably preached every, every which way you can. 
But I'm interested in verses number 8 this morning. And it says, She hath done what she could. She has come beforehand to anoint my body to the burial. I'm interested in them first six words. It says, She hath done what she could. My, what a statement that is. That That wasn't what society said about her. That's what God said about her. When he thought of her and looked upon her, he said her testimony was she hath done what she could. She done what she could, he said, in promoting the gospel and getting the gospel out. And we're still, we're still uh, reaping her testimony and what she done in the gospel today. And it says she hath done, can you imagine, six words. If God had six words to say about you, could he say those words? She hath done what she could. I think about it when I preach a lot of meetings and go to a lot of churches. I tell, I tell when, I, when I get ready to die, I thought I'd like for my wife to be able to say as a husband, as a provider, he done what he could. I'd like for my children to be able to say uh, as a father, uh, he done what he could to help us and make us what we are. I'd like to be able to preachers to come around and look in that casket and say as a preacher, when he came to our church, he done what he could to help us. My, what a testimony that is to have. This woman, of all the things that God said about her, he just said she hath done what she could. And I think about it in the work of the church, in the promotion of the church, in the building of the church. Uh, wouldn't that be a good testimony, my friend, to have when a preacher says your name and say, well, I tell you what, that was a church member that done what they could. I thought about this in the little introduction. I thought about it. It didn't say she done what she can't. <laughs> Amen. You know, some people's always trying to do what they can't. You know, come on, help me. You ever seen people try to sing and they can't? <laughs> Amen. But you can't tell them that. Amen. You can't get by with that. But you know what? They, they, they do their best and I'm not, I'm not putting off with them. But there's some people who try to teach, try to sing, do things. And they just can't do it. They don't have the talent. They don't have the ability. But he didn't say she'd done what she couldn't do. It says she'd done what she could. And, and then some people in the work of God and the promotion of the gospel, they're always trying to do what somebody else does. Amen. They're trying to be like somebody or act like somebody or accomplish what somebody else has called. But it didn't say in that by in here that she done what somebody else is doing. She said she done what she could. I find a lot of preachers sometimes they're trying to be what somebody else is. They're trying to build a work like somebody else has got, preach like somebody else is preaching, and act like somebody else. But it didn't say it didn't say she done what she could. It didn't say she done what somebody else is doing. It said she done what she could. And, and then I thought about this. You know, some people in the work of the church and the promotion of the gospel and the building of the work of God, some people just do what they want to. <laughs> they come when they want to, get involved when they want to. If they don't want to, they don't get involved. Now, come on, help me out. Amen. And, but you know, it didn't say she done what she wanted to. It said she done what she could. Amen. Not what she necessarily wanted to. She just done what she could to promote the gospel. Then I thought about this. There are some people just do what they have to. When it comes to the work of the church and the promotion of the gospel, they just do what they have to. Amen. They do what they can get by with. If you don't believe it, ask the treasurer of this church. He'll tell you. 
They write their, chi- their chi- uh, tithe check out $13.94. They won't, make, they won't give six more cents to make it even. They're going to give it right down to the penny what they got. They're going to give just what they have to give, amen. They're going to get involved just where they have to get involved and just enough to get by, amen. But it didn't say, it didn't say she'd done what she could. It didn't say she'd done what somebody else is doing. It didn't say she'd done what she wanted to. It didn't say she'd done what she had to. It said she'd done what she could, amen. Then I, then I thought about this, uh, my friend. Uh, it didn't, you know, some people just worry about what everybody else is doing. They can't do what they could do because they're worried about what somebody else is doing. Why ain't they doing anything? Why don't they do this? How come they get by? How come they don't come all the time? You know, and they're always worried about what somebody else is doing, but it didn't say she worried about what anybody else is doing. It said she done what she could. I'm just elaborating on that little statement that Jesus made. My, what a statement he made when he just said she done what she could. Then I thought about, you know, some people, some people do more than they can. Amen? They do more, and they get in trouble for that sometimes, you know. They give more than they can, and they get involved more than they can. And my friend, they don't have the time, and so you know what happened? They don't really do no good at job at all because they're doing more than they can. It didn't say she done more than she could. It just said she simply done what she could. Amen. And you know that I thought about this. Some people, some people in the work of the church and the building of the church and the promotion of the gospel, some people do what they can't do. Some people do what somebody else is doing. Some people do what they want to and what they have to. They worry about what everybody else is doing. And my friend, they try to do more. Than, but you know, there's some people when it comes to the work of the church, they don't do nothing. <laughs> Amen. You just think about this morning. I'm not trying to be ugly. Some people come in, sit down on Sunday morning, get up and go home, come back maybe on Sunday night, sit up and get on home, you know. And as far as the actual work in the building of the church, they don't do nothing. <laughs> but it didn't say she didn't do nothing. It said she done what she could. Man, wouldn't you like to be that kind of Christian? Amen. Wouldn't you like to have that kind of testimony that he or she done what they could? Did you know if everybody in the work of God just done what they could, you'd be amazed in what would happen in the growth of the church. <laughs> you'd be amazed in what would happen in the promotion of the gospel if every one of us just done what we could. Amen. I think about in the Bible several times. I think about David, my friend, when he was fighting that giant. They all had something to say about it. But David just done what he could. With what he had. I think about the, the widow woman and the, and the, the, the all. She just done what she could with what she had. I think about all through the Bible. It talks about people that just done what they could. But just for a few minutes, let me give you this, this woman's testimony. Number one, she done what she could in the light of what he had done for her. If you go back and read in the book of John, you remember her brother was sick. And Mary and Martha prayed and said, and said, somebody go get the Lord. He's sick. And I, I believe they'd done everything they could do to help him. I believe everything that was available in that time, every kind of medicine or whatever was available, uh, Brother uh, Kevin, I believe they'd done what they could to help him, but it finally come to a point, you know, that they couldn't do no more. And the Bible said they sent for the Lord. And the Lord came. And my friend resurrected Lazarus from the dead in John chapter 11. And in John chapter 12, Mary and Martha, my friend's, provides a meal and Mary comes in and falls at his feet and worships him you know what she's done in the light of what he had done for her in resurrecting her brother she done what she could for him 
And you know what? Just in the light of what God has done for us, we're to do what we can for God. If he did, you know, if he'd ever done nothing else for us but save us by his grace, that's enough right there to work ourselves to death and do what we can just in the light of the fact that God saved us and provided a way for us to stay out of hell. Amen. I'm talking about just done what she could in the light of what he'd done for her. I tell you what, my friend, if he don't never bless me again, if he don't never do anything, just the fact God reached out and convicted me and thank God saved me by his grace is enough for me, thank God, to work. Somebody said, preacher, why do you keep going? Why do you keep pushing? You're 70 something years old. Why in the world do you keep going? Because of what he done for me. I just want to keep on pushing and keep on going in the light of what God has done for me. If he don't do nothing, else except save me by his grace. That's enough for me just to do what he can. I can for God. But I think about all the showers of blessings. I mean, look all the blessings that God has sent our way. The times that he's touched us when we're sick. The times that he answered our prayers. The time, my friend, that he worked in our life and solved problems and worked situations and helped just the showers of blessings. I'm going to tell you what, you're looking at an old preacher that's been blessed from the Lord. God has blessed me. God's been good to me. And I'm still able to go. I got Parkinson's. If I wobble around here, you'll know. I have Parkinson's. I have all kinds of problems. But you know what? God just lets me keep on going and God blesses us and supplies our needs. I got talking to Brother Thacker this morning and I, it's a wonder we wouldn't still over talking. When I get started, I can't shut up. I, talking about God's blessings and how God supplied our needs down through the days and God's took care of us. When I look back and think about all that, and I think about God saving me. God has showered me with the blessings of God. And my friend, that's enough right there for me to want to do what I can for him just in the light of what he has already done for me. If he don't do nothing else for me, he's done, done enough for me to just keep on going till Jesus comes. Amen. I mean, the times he supplied our needs and, and boy, blessed us and worked in our heart, in our life. I remember, I remember when my mother, my mother died back in the 90s and she had cancer. And I never will forget, I was preaching meetings in evangelism then and, and, and we live in Kingston. It's about four hours over to the South Carolina area. And my mother was in the hospital and I would, I would go up to the hospital and stay with her till time to drive to the meeting. And my daddy would come up and stay and I'd drive over to the meeting South Carolina preach. Then I'd drive back after church. I'd come by the hospital and I'd let daddy go home and sleep and I'd stay at the hospital all night and then daddy would come back and relieve me and I'd run home and sleep a little bit and then I'd drive back to South Carolina and preach. I'd done that every night, every, every day for two weeks. I'd drove to South Carolina preach, come back and stay all night with mom and daddy would come back and relieve me. And I never will forget my little mother laying there, my friend Bonnie just any day crossing over and she looked at me and she said, son, said you don't have to do this. Just go on over and preach a meeting. It'll be fine. I said, Mom, I said, when I was a little old kid, and I couldn't help myself, and when I'd get sick, I said, just sit there and bathe my brow. And when I couldn't help myself, you took care of me. And I said, now in the light of what you've done for me, I'm going to do what I can for you. And I'm going to tell you what in the light of what God has already done for me. I want to do what I can for God. I want that testimony. He he, he done what he could in the light of of what he done for me. Amen. I mean, listen, God, some of you are so far behind on praising him. Some of us are so far behind on my friend having a spell. What God's already done. It'd take you six months to catch up. Amen. Just on what God has already done. God has already done for me. 
I take care. I, I take care of my little wife. Got a good little wife. She's got a lot of health issues and stuff. I take care of her, and she's had surgeries after surgeries, and and I have to help her and take care of her. And she told me one day. She said, "Honey, said you don't have to do all this." I said, "Listen, baby." I said, "Listen." I said, "You all these years. Listen, I've been I've been at this thing fifty-seven years. We've been married fifty-two years, and I've never, never went to my closet and my clothes are ready." Yeah, I've had people call me on Sunday night and say, Preacher, revival broke out. Can you come tomorrow night? I'd say, I'll come. And I'll go to my closet and there's my clothes. My friend always fed us and closed us and took care of us. And I told her, I said, listen, in the light of what you've done for me down through these years, I'm going to do what I can to help you. And my friend, be here for you. And I'm going to tell you what, my friend, I can't get off his first point. Just in the light of what God has done for us, it ought to make you want to come and do what you can for God to build this church and get people saved and promote the gospel and go to work for God. Just in the light of what he's done. Then I thought about this. Not only she done what she could in the light of what he'd done for her, but she done what she could in the midst of indignation of others. In that verse of scripture it said, and there were some that had indignation. She just done what she can and some of them didn't like it. I found out it don't matter what you do, somebody ain't going to like it. I got over that a long time ago. If you preach loud, they don't like it. Why you preach so loud for? And if you preach quiet, they can't hear you. If you preach loud, you're hurting their ears. If you preach emotional, you're wildfire. If you stand up here and just don't just don't move, you're dead. You can't please everybody. And there's somebody, I don't care what you do, somebody's gonna have something to say about it. Amen. I've had people say, well, I wouldn't do so-and-so, but I don't know, you know, I'm afraid what so-and-so or so. It don't matter. And can you imagine she come and got down there on her knees and took that, and my friend poured that out, and she's down there worship him, and somebody said, well, what's she doing that for? That's a waste of money. That's a waste of time. I don't find Brother Kevin where she got up and said, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to offend y'all. She just kept on doing what she could. She didn't care what they had to say. She just kept right on doing what she could my friend to worship him adore him and I'm going to tell you you to make up your mind you're going to do what you can if it hair lips the devil if it makes everybody here mad you're just going to do what you can to fulfill the work of God and build a work for God amen talking about just doing what you can for God in spite you know that word indignation means mean anger <laughs> angered feelings and mean you know, so sometimes the meanest people in the world, it ain't the ones at the bar, it's sitting in Baptist churches. They can be meaner than anybody. Amen. And they'll, they'll have something to say. Well, what did they say? I pastored a bunch of young preachers. When I was a pastor, had about 10 or 12 young preachers. You know, and I tried to rotate them best I could, you know. And I told him, I said, I'm going to tell you what. And I heard one of them say, you know, he, I called on one to preach one time, and, and about Wednesday night, I let him preach again. And he said, why'd you do that? Because God told me to. Hey, one of them Lutheran preachers mouthed off. And I told him, he said, I, he preached twice. And I ain't preached yet. I, I told him, I said, if I hear another word, I said, you won't preach for six months. I said, he'll preach every week. Amen. I said, if you've got that grappling spirit, you don't need to be preaching anyway. Amen. But you know what? Somebody's always got the something to say. If you get the sing twice, why'd they get the sing twice? Have you ever heard this? They, somebody gets something sings the song you normally sing. They said, well, that's my song. I didn't know that the writer wrote it for you. 
I just thought everybody could sing it. Amen. That, that one fellow told me I preached this message. He said, well, yeah, I preached that. I said, well, you aren't a priest because I heard it and now I'm going to preach it. Amen. Listen, I mean, I, I didn't know God had monopoly on messages. I didn't know God had a monopoly on songs. And you couldn't do that. I tell you, we are just take what you can and do what you can with it for God in spite of what everybody else has got to say. <laughs> you ever think about David? He come down there. I don't know where he come down there. My friend, he said, who is this guy? <laughs> And they said, oh, David, hush, you know, you don't, you don't want to say nothing, you know. And David said, who is this uncircumcised fiddlestick? He said, the father of the very armies of God. And my friend, they got all upset. His brother got upset. He went down there. And you know what? He took a slingshot and whooped a giant. Uh, story short. But you know what? They got upset because he had come down. And my friend, to do something. Well, they wouldn't do nothing about it. Amen. <laughs> all they wanted to do was sit around and gripe and groan and complain. And here comes somebody who wanted to do something. And they got upset. Hey, you ever had you ever had somebody new join your church? <laughs> God sends somebody new in, and when they come in, man, they go to work. And you sit back there and say, Well, who are they? I've been here ten years. They just gonna come in here and take over? Yeah, because you ain't doing nothing. So they're gonna come in and do something. And you got you know, nobody gets upset over nobody ain't doing nothing. But you let somebody come in here and go to work for God. You let somebody come in here and start praying and singing and worshiping and visiting and bringing people in there. People get upset. Who do they think they are? They're going to take over. She didn't care what they had to say. She just done what she could for God. Amen. Had one fellow I preached to meet in North Carolina. A fellow run up to me first night. Run up to me right in my face. He said, I'm a charter member. I said, well, that's great. You ought to be doing more than anybody. You've been here longer than everybody. You ought to be doing more than everybody. Amen. That ain't the way it is, you know. But you know what? I'm thinking they done what he could. The Nehemiah, look at all the opposition that Nehemiah went through. They said, if a fox will go up against it, a fall, who is this guy? And they fussed and gripped and groaned. He paid no attention. And in 52 days, the wall was standing tall. Why? In spite of their faults and indignation, he just done what he could for God. Amen. You ever think about about over in John twenty one? You ever think about you ever think about the Lord's talking about uh, uh, Peter? He's talking to Peter, you know, and he said, you know, uh, uh, when I'm when you when I'm dead and all, you know, we're going to do all this and and everything. Tell him what he's going to do. And John's over there laid his head on the bosom. I mean, here's 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 Jesus standing there, and John's got his head laid over on the bosom, and God's got his arms around him, and John's just loving and fellowship with the Lord, and he's talking to Peter, and Peter looks up and says, Well, what's he going to do? Amen. He's trying to talk to Peter, and Peter said, well, what's he going to do? And you, let me read it to you. You know what Jesus said? Peter said to him, said unto him, Lord, what shall this man do? And Jesus said, if I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? Follow me. Tennessee language is, that ain't none of your business what he going to do. You do what I want you to do. You know, some people can't do what they can do, could do, if they just, because they're worried about what everybody else has got to say. They're worried about what this preachers is like that. They won't do what God wants them to do at their church because they're afraid the, the preachers they run with is going to say something to them. Amen. Come on now. Help me out. He's done what she could. I'm talking about she done what she could. Can I ask you a question right quick before we go on? What are you really doing to promote the gospel? What are you doing to build this church? Besides coming here and sitting here, 
What are you doing to build this church? What are you doing to fill up these empty pews? What are you doing, my friend, to get sinners saved? What are you doing to exalt Christ and make it a better church? He said, she done what she could. Can you imagine if everybody just do what they could? She done what she could in the light of what he done for her. She done what she could in the midst of indignation. But let me say this, and this will get you. She done what she could in a costly manner. You know what they said? They said, listen, uh, he, she, they said, this box of ointment she got, it could have been sold for 300 pence. If I study that right, and Brother Thacker, he's a, he, he's, a, he's a professor back there. Brother David told me he was a professor. He knows everything. So if I'm wrong, brother, if I'm wrong, you tell me. If, I run, uh, if I'm wrong, but they said it, uh, the history says that 300 pence was a year's wages of that day. Take a whole year to work and put back just to buy that pound box of ornament. And if you had that little pound box of ornament sitting in your house on the mantel and somebody walked in, you was considered wealthy. It was an honorable thing to have that little pound box of ornament sitting in your house. And when she got ready to do what she could, she took, she took the most priceful possession she had and poured it on his feet. And they said, was this why? This is weight. It could have been sold and given to the poor. It could have done this. And Jesus said, you always got the poor, will you? You can help them when I'm gone. But I'm here, and she's doing what she can. And she thought he was worthy of everything and had done it in a costly manner. I'm going to tell you, if you just do what you can, it'll cost you. I got two boys, raised two boys. And you know what? Just to do what I could back in those days, back in the 80s. And, and uh, my first boy was born in the 70s. I was born in the 80s. And just to do what you can for them, just to feed them, put a roof over their head, clothe them, and educate. Back in those days, just to do what you could for those kids, to help them and raise them, cost you. Amen? It cost you just to do what you could for them. I'm going to tell you what, my friend, if you serve God, it's going to cost you. Sometimes it's going to cost you your time. See, she didn't just do that on her own just real quick. She had to go to her home. She had to get that. First of all, she had to work for it, labor and get it. And then when she went down there, she got it. And my friend, she picked that up, and she had to come back. And there wasn't cars, you know. She had to walk down there, get it, and walk back up there. And then she had to come in, open it up. I mean, it took some time, my friend, investing time just to do what she could to anoint his feet. And I'm going to tell you, if you just do what you can for God to build this church, it's going to cost you some time. It's going to cost you some time away from the TV. Away from the internet and your phone and everything else. It's going to cost you some time to go out here and witness and tell people about Christ. It's going to cost you some time to pray. It's going to cost you some time to work and labor. And not only that, it costs not only time, it costs talents. And it costs treasure. You know what? If you say bad, if you say money in a Baptist church, you kill it dead in a hammer. But I'm going to say it costs you some money just to do what you can. Amen? You know, just, 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 illustration-wise, you take this church right here. I don't know about this church. I like to preach like this because you don't know nothing about it. You don't know nobody. You can just preach what you want to preach. Amen. <laughs> but you take this church right here. I don't know the expenses. I don't know if you have a bunch of missionaries. I don't know. I don't know what you got. I don't know money-wise what you got. I know you got power bills and insurance and, and children you take care of your pastor and things like that. But you, you just take this morning. Supposing, suppose, now I know y'all took an offer this morning. But supposing we don't take no more offerings at this church. And we get all the bills 
monthly bills. And every month we give them this brother right here. What's your name? Chris. We're just going to give them to Chris. You want them? <laughs> Need a bottle of volunteer to take them? Huh? His brother here, I met him when he first came in this morning. Happy fella. I, I liked him. Him and his wife just as happy as they could be. Met us back there at the door. You want them? <laughs> Nobody wants them. I don't want them. <laughs> but you know what we do? We take an offering, and you give what you can. 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 And we put it in one can, and we pay the bills. What are you saying? I'm saying it takes every one of us doing what we can. Some make more, they can give more. Some make less, they can give less. But it don't matter. You give what you can, and you put it in the can, and you pay the bill, and you function in the church. What are you saying? It takes everybody in here, young and old, to do what you can. And it costs you to do what you can. But that helps to promote the gospel of this church. Amen? You know, some people just want to give that dollar. You can't even run your house on a dollar. You can't even run your lawnmower on a dollar no more. It costs you just to run your lawnmower. Amen. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah. It costs you. I mean, when I first got married, everybody told me, said, oh, brother Mike said, just go and get married. said, two can live cheap as one. I found that wasn't right the first time I we went out to eat. <laughs> I thought, man, I, I done said I do. And I said, somebody lied to me. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> And I found out that was right. And you know, there's just some things it costs you to do. It costs you to have. But she done what she could. She was willing to pay the cost just to do what she could for God. I'm going to tell you what she done what she could in the light of what he done for her. She done what she could in a costly manner. And she done what she could, my friend, listen, in the midst of other services. You say, what do you mean, preacher? Well, the Bible said here, my friend, the disciples... They was doing whatever they was doing. Others standing around was doing whatever they was doing. And in the midst of everybody doing what they was doing, somebody had to cook. Amen. Somebody said, I'm just a cook. Well, we love you. <laughs> Amen. Praise God for you. <laughs> Let me just say this. I don't mean to be funny, but you know what? I told somebody a while back, you know, and I've been at this thing so long, and you don't have these dinners and everything. You ever, if you don't believe this, go out here and when you have a dinner sometime. Not necessarily a Bible conference dinner, but just a regular church dinner. You go out there and look. Here comes all these older sisters. I say it respectfully. They got a box full. They come in there with a box full, sometimes two boxes. Here comes a young girl. One bowl of corn. I'm going to feed this whole church on this one bowl of corn. I said, when these older ladies are gone, we're going to starve to death. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> I can tell y'all already seen that. Amen. <laughs> but you know what? It costs you. It costs you just to do what you can to be a part in the work of the family of God. It costs you. And in the midst of everybody else, You'll do what you can. You know what? You put it all together and it forms a meal. In the midst of other services, she was just doing what they can, what she could for God. You know, I thought about this. I thought about this. Uh, I go to all these meetings. I told this one time in a meeting. I said, I've been to this meeting all week. I said, ain't nobody asked me to play the piano. <laughs> it's a good thing because I can't play. <laughs> 
I said, ain't nobody asked me to sing. I said, a good thing, because I can't sing. And they had a lady playing the piano, and the man sang, leading singing. I said, but you know what? He can sing, and I can't. She can play, and I can't. But I can preach, and they can't. So she plays, he sings, I preach, and it forms a service. You say, what do you mean? It takes every one of us. Amen. It takes every one of us doing what we can in the work of God. Some people can do more than others. Some people are as good at this. I, let me give you an illustration. I had an old boy at the church. He got saved. He got saved. He's an older guy. And he got saved up in years. And now we'll forget. He came. His name was Jay. He came to me one Sunday morning. And he said, Brother, my tears running down his face. He said, Brother Mike, he said, he said, because of some things in my past, he said, I can't be a preacher. And said, I can't be a deacon because of some things that's happened in my past before I got saved and, and all that. And he said, you know, he said, I can't sing. And he said, I, I, I don't really know a lot. But he said, I can fix a toilet. I said, well, we're going to put you in as the mindest guy to fix a toilet. He, you know what? Never had more toilet trouble. He'd come to church, see a light bulb out. When church is over, he's putting it in. You know what? He couldn't do a lot, but he done what he could. Amen. You may not can do a lot, but you can do what you could. You can change the light bulb. You can run a vacuum cleaner. You may sing in the choir. You may sing a solo like the good sister did a while ago. But you know what? Everybody has to do what they can in the midst of everybody. She ain't careful what sister said. I want to do that. I want him to do that. That's the job I wanted. I want to do that. Listen, just let everybody do what they can. And you do what you can. And it forms a strong, lengthened body. And do what I remember over in North Carolina, I had a choir director over there. Uh, and I'd run meetings over there. And this choir director, when he led singing, he led singing. I mean, man, he got with it. He'd be pouring sweat. He'd be soaking wet. Had about 60 people in the choir. Man, he, he'd get that choir going, and he, he just sang. You know, he said, I don't like that. Like well, he did, and I liked it. And he'd have that choir singing. And I went over and preached a meeting one time, and he was sick. And then somebody else was leading the choir. And I said, I said, brother, I said, you're not leading the choir no more. He said, brother, Mike said, my health's bad. I said, I got some bad lungs. I said, I can sing one song. And he was really discouraged and defeated because that's what he had done. He said, I'm kind of discouraged, but said, I can lead one song. And said, my lungs give out. I said, so you can lead one song? He said, yeah. I said, we'll go up there and lead one song. When you get through, let somebody else do it and just sit down up there. And you know what? The next service after I left on Sunday, he got up and led one song, and he went back there and sat down. He sent me a text. He said, Brother Mike, you changed my life. said, I was so discouraged. But said, I'm just doing what I can. And another lady couldn't stand up in the choir. She said, if he can sing one song and sit down, I can go up there and sing one song, and I can sit down. And so she came up there and sang, and she just sat the whole choir singing, and she was just doing what she could. They was all happy. They couldn't do what everybody else was doing, but they was doing what they could. And in the midst of all of it, it formed a servant. Do what you can. Don't worry. In spite of what everybody else is doing, just do what you can for God. Amen. In spite of everything, she just done what she could. She just prayed, and my friend had done what she could. I remember, I remember, and I'm going to tell this respectfully, really. I, um, I remember years ago, they told about over in North Carolina, my dad had preached in this church. And, and you may have heard this, but I, I heard about, uh, uh, and I say this, I'm not being ugly, but they had a, a boy, he was a little slow, a little, a little bit retarded. And he came, and he made a profession of, of faith. And he came to the preacher, and he said, preacher said, said, I want to preach. And the preacher looked at him and just as nice as he could say, he said, son, said, no, you can't preach and everything, knowing his condition and everything. And, and so he come back later and he said, preacher said, said, I want to sing. 
And the preacher thought, you know, he really couldn't sing and carry tune and everything. And just as nice as he could. He said, son, you, you know, you can't sing and, and everything, you know. Said, and, and, and he kept pulling. And he, he wanted to do something else. And the preacher, teach his class. That's what it was. And he said, you know, you know he couldn't teach a class. And so real, real nicely, real nicely, he, he told him, you know. And, and he got out of it. He wanted to preach. He wanted to sing. He wanted to teach a class. And, and, and it wasn't long. It wasn't long until people started coming. Lost people started coming. People started getting saved. And, and people that was backslidden and uh, getting right, people left the church, started coming back. It went on for about four weeks. Uh, pastor didn't know what in the world was going on. Uh, he got up one Sunday. He said, I don't know what's going on, but I like it. Uh, he said, people's getting saved every service. Uh, God's a moving. God's a blessing. Nobody had, nobody knew what was going on. Uh, said that preacher one morning about 3 o'clock. Said the Holy Ghost woke him up and said, go up to the church. Uh, said he went up to the church, Brother Kevin, uh, and said he got to the door and he heard the office commotion you ever heard. Uh, and said he walked in and the light, night light shined in. And said that little old uh, retarded boy was down in the altar. Uh, and he said, oh! Oh, no, I said, they won't let me preach. No, they won't let me sing. Oh, no, they won't let me teach. Oh, no, I'll just be a prayer warrior. Bless our preacher. Save sinners. Revive our church. And then he fell on his face and crawled to the altar. I'll tell you, that little boy couldn't do a lot. He's doing what he could. But he got through the throne room. And God began to move. I don't care what your handicap is. Just do what you can for God. In the midst of what everybody else is doing. For God. Amen. And don't worry about me. I act like this all the time. Sometimes worse. <laughs> just do what you can in the midst of what everybody else is doing. Just do what you can. Amen. Just do what you can and sing together and worship together and pray together. Then I, I thought about this. She done what she could and get the gospel out. That's what the Bible said. He said, Leave her alone. She's done what she could. She has actually promoted the gospel. He ain't even been to the cross yet. But she's already promoting the gospel of his death, burial, and resurrection. Then I close with this. She done what she could while she could. See, the day was closing. Jesus was going to Calvary. Time was about up. She done she could what she could while she could. And I'm going to tell you what. You can put it off if you want to. But you ain't promised no more. You better do what you can now. I know, I know my days is limited. I know, I know my traveling days is limited. I've been traveling since the 60s. I started preaching back in the 60s. And I've, been, I've been on the road all my life. Me and my wife traveled for 52 years. But I know what Kevin down the shows because of this parks in my traveling days is over. And I thought, but I, you know why? I keep on going. I want to do what I can because I know. I know my days is coming. And I know the Lord's coming. I want to do what I can while I can. Amen. Well, I'll tell you what, sinners is going to hell. The world's in a mess. Jesus is coming. You better do what you can while you can. Amen. Come on now. You don't know about tomorrow. You don't know. You don't know what's going to happen to your family. You don't know. And you just want to do, I just want to do what I can while I can. I mean, hey, listen. You, you, Brother Kevin, you may call me in six months say, Brother Mike, can you come back? I said, Brother, I can't. I can't make it. I, I'm broke down. Health won't allow me. 
Boy, that'd be a sad day in my life. Let me give you an illustration. I preached in Ohio. And I closed that on Friday night. I drove straight all night Friday night, half the day Saturday to Florida. I preached Sunday morning and Sunday night in Florida. I left Florida early Monday morning and drove to South Carolina. Walked into church that night, Brother Kevin, I was totally exhausted. Physically, I was exhausted. I'd been on the road, traveling. Just went in, preached, in the truck, and left again. Drove to South Carolina. Drove in that night, sat down on the front seat. Just barely, I just felt like I just barely couldn't make it sitting down up there. And a fellow come by and he said, Brother Goodson, what do you do it? I said, what do I do what? He said, look at you. He said, I can tell you're tired. He said, why do you keep going? Why do you keep pushing? I said, well, I'll just keep pushing. And I preached that night. As an old papa got saved. His grandson saved, got over. And they stood up and the pastor said, sir, what happened to you? This guy's in his 70s. He said, God just saved me. His little grandson about that high said, God just saved me. Before I knowed it, I jumped straight up in the pew. Hollered, that's why I do it right there. There's another old sinner that can get saved. There's another friend. Somebody can be reached out of hell. I tell you what, I want to do what I can. Why I can? I want to do what I can. My friend in the light of what God's done for me. I want to do what I can. No matter what it costs me, I just want to do what I can for God. My, what a testimony. Wouldn't you like to have that testimony? Wouldn't you like to have that? When the preacher, when the preacher buries you, he can stand up here and look at him and say, I'm going to tell you what. They was my church member. And I'm going to tell you what. They done. They done what they could. They done what they could to reach sinners. They done what they could to build this church. They done what they could to promote the gospel. They done what they could financially. They done what they could. My friend, what, what ability they had. And just so six words. She hath done what she I tell you what you do, go home tonight or this afternoon. And go back there in the bedroom, close the door, the bathroom, close the door. And get in the front of the mirror and look at yourself. And say, as far as building Charity Baptist Church, what am I doing? As far as promoting the gospel, what am I doing? As far as reaching the laws in the community, what am I doing? As far as building the work of God up, what am I doing? Am I doing what I could? See, if you do it in the privacy of your own bathroom, you can't blame nobody else. Ain't nobody else there to blame. You're going to talk to yourself. Amen. You know what you ought to do this morning? I'm not trying to get an altar movement. But you ought to come this morning and say, I want to do what I can. I want to be that kind of Christian just to be known as I'm doing what I can. Not for any glory of man, but for the glory of God. I just want to do what I can to build the work of God. Amen. I'm through preaching.